Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Lots of text on the Harcourts open line this morning. Harcourts results for you one here from an unknown number. Boys sent Hammer over to Banjo's to grab some of these hot cross buns. From what I've heard, though, Tim, you won't be paying. Well, we know Absolutely that. Absolutely not. We know that. Well, we have got a partnership in place with Banjo, so Hamish should go over there. Oh, and grab him, grab him, it, have we got a coffee cart or anything, Hammer? Yeah. Oh. We'll sort that out. Okay, if you've got a text to on the Harcourt Open line for our next guest, get it in now. 0437 It is the CEO of Cricket Tasmania, Dom Baker, who joins us in very husky voice this morning, Dom. Uh, a couple of days of celebrating might be to do with that. Yes, and uh, as is probably well known, I like to leave from the front when it comes to <laughs> celebrations. I think I sent uh, Timothy a little message on Friday that Molly Strano would be yes. three votes off the ground, and I did hear his response that she'd have to beat me for it, and she, she probably just did that. She got there? She got there in the Over edge. the two yeah, days? She, yeah, she gets me covered well and truly, oh. yeah. You don't, you don't pull up very well, do you? You're not looking your sparkling. No, well, you know, I am 52, morning. mate, so, uh, you know, probably, probably shouldn't be doing it. Anyway. <laughs> and today? What's today? got in store for well, the, the girls. girls have got uh, their mad monday today so they've really set themselves for today yesterday was just a little bit of a warm up you know, yeah just mm. just i did say earlier when we heard they were going on a boat cruise molly let that slip on a earlier interview with with brent that it's great how when you have a successful era each year just your mad mondays that just get yeah. better you get more organized you back yourself in i think we're going to win this the t-shirts yeah. were printed something, yeah, I, know. I didn't more. know about the t-shirts and I, I actually i wouldn't have endorsed that because I, I, I was that a player driven thing yeah, yeah, That's sensational. yeah they were ready to go mate they yeah uh, i was a bit nervous when i saw them come out go oh my god you know <laughs> well i tell you before we do get into dom questioning dom we at uni one year josh bean got printed out these white t-shirts with three pete down the front that had t20 Two day and one day, and we lost the one day final. <laughs> oh, get the text for three. He was like, "Man, ten years time, no one know anyone." No, yeah, just run the text through that. That's true. Uh, well, you must be a very proud man sitting here this morning. Three in a row, very hard to do, but they've done it. Yeah, they've done it, and they've uh, you know I think they did it pretty easily, really, in the end, didn't they? Uh, controlled that match really from the start, and the experience came to the fore. Um, you know, Nick, another great knot from her, unbeaten century for, in a final, which uh, is, is when you want to make them, I suppose, isn't it? And um, and Heather Graham, I think, just looks a class above at the moment. She, I'm, I'm surprised she's not getting more uh, Aussie action at the moment, but I suppose it's a tough team to get into. Is Nicola Carey available to play for Australia? I know she knocked her contract back. Yes, she is, she is available, available to play. play. Yeah. She's probably another one that's... Yeah, well, she's in rare form. I think what we forget is for players that are on the peripheral of that Australian system, they go away, they tour, they don't play a lot of cricket, you know, they do a lot of network, um, but they, they don't... I think sometimes they can lose their form too. Yeah. And I think the thing for Nick was she just really wanted to keep playing cricket. Mm. And so it was a, a tough decision for her, but she's won, you know, the WNC All Player of the Year. I think there was uh, something being bantered around yesterday that she's got the most runs ever in the WNC on the yeah, season as 600 well. and something runs yeah, so, averaging nearly 70 so you'd have to say it was a good decision and she comes you know she'll come into um, you know calculations I reckon they'll look at her and if there's an opportunity where she goes it's also you know 
a bloody hard team to break into. Yeah. It's one yeah, of the well, great sporting teams, which we've spoken about great sporting teams this morning. That Aussie women's team is a hard one to break into. Dom, did you... I know everyone sits back with these... Sits down at some point and comes up with these plans. I know you and Sally Ann sat down three years ago and yeah. had a five-year plan. Did you ever envisage that you would get it this spot on? I mean, you go back through the recruiting of the specific players and people that you wanted to get into the program. And as I said, it was a five-year plan. Did you think you would win three in a row in your first three years? Absolutely. No, uh, <laughs> well, no not, not really. Look, it was interesting because, you know, you know, as you know, Tim, I come in from outside the organisation and, and what I couldn't understand in the first year is we, we weren't that keen on winning. And it just surprised me, you know, coming from the outside, we're a professional sporting organisation. And I think, you know, really all I did was say I was take the, the, the handcuffs off and said, no, no, we need to win. We need to be aspirational for young females to choose cricket as a sport. Uh, and I, I think it's amazing how two people can change their environment. I mean, not all of what we've achieved is about um, on the ground. I, I think Elise Villani as a leader has been just exceptional for our organisation, not, not just as... Um, you know, on the ground, and she's very well balanced with Molly. And we have a giggle about Molly loves a great time, and but she is the unofficial um, general manager of Spirit and Morale mm. at, at Cricket Tasmania. <coughs> Excuse me, that croaky voice. <laughs> but um, you know, and I think the two of them have really helped. One, the girls in really enjoy their cricket, you know, and get connected to the organisation. And Junior brings this. She's just lifted the bar. We, I reckon, we field. And our athleticism in the field is better than any other teams by a long way. And I think that's junior. She really drives that um, high standard. So, yeah, look, we, yeah, we have got it right. And it's good when you do because, you know, sport's a hard, tough, tough game, isn't it? Winning beats losing. It certainly does. So you've got to enjoy it when you get the chance. We talk about the girls all day, but let's talk about High Performance Centre and, and the story that you potentially could move away from Bell Revival and everything. With that, unpack it for us for those of our listeners that haven't heard what your grand plan is. Yeah, so I think the other thing that I kind of got my, my nose into really early was what the organisation will need for the next 50 years. And so we've been talking about a high-performance centre for the last four to five years. And there was you know, three or four different plans. Um, one, one at Keneally Bay that we did a lot of work on, uh, but it, it, was, it, it became apparent very quickly that at Keneally Bay you would only get one ground in. And then wh why would you leave Blunston Arena to go to a, a centre with basically the same facility. So um, we, we bought in, uh, Deloitte came into our business and had a look and, and said, what will the business model of cricket look like in 20 years? Um, how do you keep it sustainable? What does it look like if you're not at, at Blunston? At the same time, we also bought in a, a company called Waypoint to do an assessment of our high performance uh, requirements into the future. And it, it came back and said, look, Blunston's not gonna cut the mustard for you. In fact, it's not cutting the mustard for you now. So we've got, 50-odd athletes um, and 200 pathway kids all trying to use that facility um, all year round. Plus, we don't get exclusive use of the grass. Um, and so it's made it very tough on us. We, we send, particularly send our youth teams away to, to tournaments without having any turf, any centre wicket. Uh, and that's just, you know, it's just under underprepared. And then we wonder why, uh, you know, we, we're, we're struggling to see the next generation come mm -hmm. through. So... So, um, you know, it became apparent pretty quickly that being outside Blunston was the best result. Now, obviously, we're invested in Blunston, not just as an organisation, but financially. We, we own uh, all the infrastructure there. We've got a 46-year um, lease over the grass with 20-odd of those to go. 
Um, and so we're, we're looking at w- what could the options be for us down the track. So I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in we, we need to buy a piece of land. I, we had a great look around. You know, there wouldn't be a patch of dirt with over um, you know, 10 hectares that I haven't had a, <laughs> a sticky beak at. The problem is when you're working with councils and you're looking for land from them, you're going to displace somebody, right? So we were really conscious of that. We don't, we don't want to be you know, rolling in and, and displacing other sports or, or, or other users because generally that makes it hard. You know, it makes it hard for councils to make decisions. Um, so we've been looking at private land and, uh, and I think you know, we'll land on something very, 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 very soon. Don't want to give us a little... <laughs> Exclusive. Like go that way if it's over that side and this way if it's over this side. It'll be on the Eastern Shore. And the reason it'll be on the Eastern yeah. Shore is we've got a great relationship with Clarence Council and yeah. we have for a long time and we see them as a really great partner and that they want to keep us on the Eastern Shore. So that, that's a tick for a start. Part of the assessment has also been we asked the players um, what's too far away from Blunston for yeah. you. And, of course, we're on that side of the river. They say, well, yeah, anywhere between you know, 15 minutes from Blunston would be great. So that opens a hole up whole raft of opportunities mm. up for us. And then, so now in terms of funding for that, take us into you sort of talking to all the major parties now. You walk into the office, are you trying to sell a story? or I'm always are you trying going to sell just t- something, Tim. You know. how, out, how does that work? Um, yeah, well, what, what we're working with government on is, what, and I think what's probably missed in the whole stadium argument, is where does Blunston Arena sit in that? You know, so we believe it's got a, still got a huge role to play in... Um, in, in sport in Tassie, particularly the AFL team will need VFL um, facilities, it'll need AFLW facilities. Of course, Clarence still need a home um, as yep. well. And so we, we believe that there's value in the ground. Uh, when the stadium's Tasmania piece was first mentioned, uh, Blunston was named up as a, as, a, um, as a stadium that they would take over. So, you know, that's fine, but we're not just going to hand something over for free. Yep. So, um, you know, we'll be looking to talk with Stadiums Tasmania and the government around realising some of the value that we've put in. Um, $65 million cricket's put into that facility. Um, a rebuild is 86 replacement value. So we'll be looking to bring some of that value out and we'll put that into our own centre. Love to talk to you about this more, but I'm getting the wind-up from Hamish behind you. So we'll have to get you back in because uh, there's so much we could talk about as far as that goes and, and what the future looks like and Mac Point and everything. So appreciate you coming in this morning, though. What on him? Hey? Gabe Bell and Billy Stanlake, are you aware of anything? Are they playing and fit. fit, ready to go this week? They're fit. Spoke to both of them over the weekend, actually. Um, Gabe Bell looks great. Little Tim rest will tell you in. that. Matthew Wade opening the batting? Don't know. That was my pick. <laughs> Tim's name. That's the squad. His name is. Uh, has he? Yep. Exciting though for the boys, Timothy. Very, we can get them. Uh, get them across the line. For well, the Brett and I are certainly up for it because we want to take the SEN Tassie breakfast. And we want to broadcast live out of Bell Reef for the Shield final. I can make that happen, I'm going to actually set it up in your office. It'll be, exp- <laughs> it'll be expensive, but <laughs> I can make it work. That's okay. We're going to get to a break. Thanks, ca- thanks for coming in, Dom. Enjoy the cruise today. Behave yourself. Will do, and mate. we'll talk to you yeah. soon. Dom Baker, the CEO of Cricket Tasmania, in the studio. We're off to our final break of the morning. Coming back to wrap it up next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast, powered by Kubota.